Welcome to another episode of Healthcare Leadership Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sloan from the McCallum Group. And today with us, we're excited. We have John Brinkworth. He is the Director of Undocumented and Medical Repatriations. I don't know if I said that right, John, but uh, he's worked with a company called Sky Nurses, which offers a, a very fascinating product. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to have you on board, man. And tell us a little bit about Sky Nurses and what exactly a director of undocumented and medical repatriations means. <laughs> well, perfect, Michael. First, thank you for having me on here. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to get some brand awareness of what our company does. It's a very unique service. Basically, we are a complex case management and global medical transport company. We transport patients on commercial airlines from anywhere to anywhere in the world. We have over 250 healthcare professionals ranging from RNs, EMTs, respiratory therapists, all the way up to physicians worldwide. Uh, all of our clinicians or medical professionals, they are evaluated by us. They have to take an 80 hour course. And unless they do that, they do not fly for us. It's a uh, very unique service that we provide. And it's a service that most people don't know about, especially even people in the, our industry, in the healthcare industry. When I tell them about what we do, they're just in and off. If someone was traveling abroad, or even if you wanted to bring a loved one from New York back to Florida, they would contact us. We would get the medical condition of the patient. We would do a full intake where the patient location is, where the patient location is going. And after that, we will generally prepare a quote for them. That involves preparing ground transport, uh, organizing the trip, providing a clinician, and also booking all the airline tickets. We are a bedside-to-bedside -bedside company. We take all the hassle out of your hands. It is an a la carte thing, so if you did want to book your airline tickets, you were totally able to do that. But we highly recommend, because of us being in the industry, there's a lot of things that people don't realize that can come into play, such as what's your layover time going to be? Uh, if you have a layover time and you are a wheelchair patient going from Florida to Dallas and you have a layover in Atlanta, you don't want just an hour layover because you are the first one on the plane, but you are the last one off. And that could cause you to miss your plane. They will not hold that plane for you. They understand that you are a handicapped person, but what they say is you should take that into consideration when you originally booked your ticket. And we have been told that before. Uh, another thing that's really caught, uh, put us into some complications is COVID. Uh, we never thought we would see a pandemic that would affect travel the way it has. It's really made our jobs more difficult. And that's one thing we also want to reach out to the general public and have them be a little bit more understanding that quoting process used to take about 45 minutes to an hour. But now with there's so many complications, uh, is there a quarantine process? What is the kind of PCR? Do you need a COVID test? Can you even get into that country? Uh, it's changing daily, and it's something that our team has really thrived upon and staying ahead of the curve so we can make sure that we can provide you with the most adequate code because the last thing we want is for you to be ready to go to your little vacation. And as we're getting ready to transport, we find out that you needed a special visa to get into that country. Uh, that's another thing. You used to be able to get a year-long visa to places like India. Now, every time you enter that country, you have to have a brand new visa. UK, need to have a visa, need to have a PCR test. There's a possibility you might have to quarantine. You also have to have both vaccinations and sometimes even a booster. Uh, 
there's a lot of stipulations that go into this. It's made it difficult, but thank God we have a wonderful team here. We have a, a lot of experts that stay on top of the travel because all of our training uh, patient care coordinators, they are also trained travel agents. So they're getting updates daily of all these different changes that are happening uh, across the world. It sounds like a, a logistical um, nightmare. The logistics are good. <laughs> nightmare, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you have to be well versed on the the protocols to get in and out of a country. So all of your staff, all of these healthcare providers, have to go through that process as well, even if it's an emergent situation. Correct, and that's another thing too. Is there are so many moving parts and. Like you said, it, it, it's very difficult. This is one of the most labor-intensive jobs that I've ever seen happen because there's so many moving parts. You have to make sure you book your ground transport with the appropriate ground. You don't want to take a, a left-sided paralysis patient and put them in a regular sedan. We prefer to put them in a wheelchair van because moving a patient like that, and I've been on these transports, you can't touch the left side of that patient's body without them being in agony pain. And picking them up and putting them in a vehicle can be very difficult. So that's one thing you have to look at. Uh, you also have to look at where you're flying out of to where you're located. I was on a transport. We were uh, picked up the patient in Birmingham, Alabama. Our flight was out of Atlanta because they had the very had the best flight schedule for us. We scheduled it for two hours of ground time, but unfortunately, our patient care coordinator didn't realize that when they left Birmingham, we crossed that imaginary line that jumps us up an hour. So therefore, we had to make a lot of time up, and it's one of those things that that very small. Wow. That very, very small mistake could cause you to miss your plane. And if you're flying to Australia, that's sometimes a $15,000 per person ticket. So that's something that we, and that's a cost we would endure because you didn't mess that up, we did. So those are all the factors we have to constantly look at. But we have people that check, double check, and triple check everything before it happens. Uh, you know, another thing too, we have to, it's a, it's a roll of the dice because we could be transporting a patient that we fly all the way to the UK to go get. Everything is fine. At 10 o'clock that night, they had a code. Now that patient's no longer fit to fly. And that's why we have worldwide healthcare professionals, because we want to utilize someone that's in the geographical location of where the patient is at, so they don't endure any cost for us getting there. And if something was to happen before the transport, then it's, you know, we, we don't want to have to charge. We don't want to make money by doing that. We want to make money by successfully transporting the patient. Now, that's the most important thing. Got it, got it. Now, do you own your own um, helicopters, planes, or anything like that, or you're using existing um, flights that are out there? We, we, we do not own any aircraft ourselves. We're not an emergency evac, so that would take the helicopter aspect out. Uh, we do work with a lot of affiliates in the industry that own Lear 35 jets. These are the jets from the 80s that have been converted to these medical transport jets. They're very reliable jet. Uh, been on one myself. It's um, they're well equipped to handle almost any situation. And the reason why we don't own any is because we wanted to be the cost-effective alternative to these air ambulances. If you're located in New York or you're located here in Florida, and many people from New York come down to Florida to retire, if I wanted to transport, say, my my grandfather or my father home from New York back here to be an assisted living facility. I would much rather pay $6,500 to have a medical escort fly on a commercial aircraft, bring that patient down than $27,000 for them to do it on a private charter. It's uh, The cost is completely one-sided. 
And we are trying to help capitalize on that industry and work with these people because not everybody has those type of funds. And the insurance, unfortunately, does not pay. And this is for your healthcare insurance. They will not pay for a transport because it's not medically necessary. Where you are located matters none to them. So how does the average individual afford a service like this? I'm guessing credit cards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, no, there's, but we have worked with several different types of the industry. Uh, when it comes to just geographically locating someone domestically, it's affordable. It's not as bad. I mean, yes, it's a cost incurred between anywhere from $45 to $6,500. Uh, it's $1,000 a day for the nurse. And then everything else is pretty much at cost. The airline tickets, we're not ticket scalpers. We do it at cost with a small service fee. Uh, the ground transport as well. Basically, you're just paying for the labor of the nurse. And then, of course, their accommodations because they're going to have to stay in a hotel the night before. Uh, that That's the only cost you're really going to incur. But when it comes to the travel insurance side, so people that purchase travel insurance, and we're not talking the type to where if I miss my flight, it'll cover that. You want to make sure you're receiving medical travel insurance to where if something happens to you, you can have up to a million dollars in policy coverage to get you back home. And I'm not a travel insurance agent. Uh, I do advocate for them because I've seen myself some of the uh, trials and tribulations that patients go through that do not have this, that have to travel home from a distant land back here. And that's upwards between 60 and $70,000. And they reach out to friends, family, start GoFundMes, whatever they can do to get back home. Uh, that That's uh, the, the most important thing to stress. Uh, policies are as, as little as $19. And I had open heart surgery. I'm still only at $19. It's uh, highly recommended. And then there's other instances too, to where if a patient's at a hospital, sometimes we can work with the hospital, especially if they're an uninsured patient, or if they are out of state and they have Medicaid for their in-state, we'll work with the hospital and they will come up with a plan to help pay for the funds to get the patient relocated back to their home state. So it's interesting, right? Because I, being in a you know an insurance policy holder here in in the states, uh, if I travel to Europe, I almost assumed that my insurance would kind of cover that. But I guess that's not necessarily the case. Or, or how does that work? And I don't think most people don't understand how this works at all. So basically, what you need to do is you need to research healthcare travel insurance. The big uh, some of the big five are. AIG, which is the 8,000-pound gorilla in the game, they're, they're the biggest and always will be the biggest, unless they get bought out, which I don't see happening. Uh, you have AXA. You have another company called Allianz, Travel Guard. Uh, just research those companies. Find out what has the best provisions for your policy. They'll all offer to you. You can either book buy travel insurance for a year if you're a multi-monthly traveler. Or if you just do one travel, we do one basic huge international conference every year where we go to Europe. I purchased it just for that. It's very minimal charge, but it's it's a peace of mind knowing that I will be taken care of no matter what the expense is, because I've seen some of these jets. If you're talking, if you have to fly on a private charter home from anywhere across the pond, you could be upwards of $250,000. So do are you guys affected by any legislation, regulations, stuff of that nature? Or is it more just like something like COVID, something that's completely unforeseen that, that it has a bigger impact than anything? It's, it, uh, this is one of those conversations too that I, I always get kind of 
adamant about. We are not regulated. And there's some instances in our industry that I wish kind of were had some regulation just because the, the pricing can get very expensive. Some of these, um, and I don't mean to talk ill of any company, but that's the industry in whole. You've read stories on the news where it was a uh, emergency helicopter picked up and it cost $285,000 and the patient went 20 miles. That's something that's so we, we are not regulated, but we regulate ourselves. We want to make sure that we are not taking advantage. Um, that's why whenever we do our ticketing, we don't charge upsell the tickets. Uh, we just charge a small percentage fee because we have to pay that through our GDS booking for our travel agents. But that there is no regulation to this. Uh, as long as you follow all the protocols for the countries you're entering, for visa, so forth and so on, it's just another day. That's right, right. That's it's amazing how complex these cases get. You know, it's it's not just taking care of the patient, but there's so many other variables that come into play. Yeah, there's a lot of government aspects that we have to look at, and then there's also the ethical side. And we like to make money, we like to do transports, but there's certain things that we are not going to do, and we are not going to ever. Not, I'm never going to repatriate a child. Uh, I've never taken a child from a hospital here in the U.S. and take them back to their home country when their parents are here. That that's never going to happen. And then also, if they have no family back there, we're not going to do it either. We want to, you know, we we want to do it for a purpose, and that's the purpose: is to reunite them. Well, listen, I hope uh, get some visibility with this podcast here because people need to to learn about this. Yeah, I'm going to say it's. I think this is a a great endeavor you guys are doing. It really helps us communicate with each other in this industry because uh, that's one of the most difficult things I think to do is because we're all very, very busy. And for me to be able to have a conversation or take time out of, especially uh, someone that works at a hospital's day, uh, now that all the hospitals are at max capacity, uh, it's not an easy thing to do, but this is a, this is a great service you guys are bringing out. So if people want to learn more about Sky Nurses or you, how could they how could they get more information? They can go to our website at www.skynurses.com. They can call me directly. I will be more than happy. I don't care if you're a private client, you work for a hospital, or you're the CEO of a travel insurance agency. I don't care if you call me at midnight, two in the morning. I'll do the best of my ability to have that conversation with you. All my calls, they go to my desk at 561-666-6436, go directly to my cell phone. Uh, I've actually answered the phone and did a full marketing analysis with a hospital the two minutes after I got out of surgery. So, What are the main takeaways you would say that people should know after watching this conversation? Uh, main takeaways, always get travel insurance, travel abroad, understand that there are medical professionals out there that can help you uh, or a loved one be transported on a commercial aircraft. Do your research, understand all the avenues that you can take. Uh, you may think that um, just because this patient's got needs to go on a stretcher and that the air ambulance is the only way out, at least contact us. Let us give you our professional opinion because we know a lot more about this than most people of the average public does. We know what airlines can do what, we know the capabilities, and we're, we're, our, your bottom line is actually in our best interest. We want to make sure that you are getting the most cost-effective way to make this medical transport happen. And then if you're working with a hospital, uh, always feel free to give us a contact. 
if you ever have any questions about any type of complex case management. Uh, I've had some hospitals just give me, call me and ask me about a patient that was coming from Mexico back to here, what protocols do they need to follow? We didn't make any money off that, but I know what protocols they need to follow. And I was happy to share that information with her. Well, listen, John, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, we're going to put your contact information uh, when we when we post this video on our website, and then it'll be on iTunes and, and all the major podcast uh, outlets, as well as YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you for spending your time with us. And um, we look forward to speaking further. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. Thank you.